Hello, and welcome to the Humumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. The podcast where we watch 31 horror movies throughout the hallowed month of October. Ranging from the critically acclaimed to film school projects gone gruesomely awry. And we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Sully Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously. So, I've got crazy hair. You realize this is an auditory experience, right? Yeah, that's why I'm allowing myself to have the crazy hair and not taking a shower. You know, people, people, okay, I was just thinking this, people are morning or night shower people. And it's like, oh, it's a matter of preference. What do you like better? It's not a preference for me. I have to shower in the morning, even though I like to shower at night. It's very relaxing and nice, but I can't. Has to be in the morning because I get out of bed like this. I know. People would see me like this. You have... Your hair does fascinating, interesting things when you sleep on it. And it's not the same every time, which no, is the most it's fun. it's a mix. You know what's also the most fun? What? That your sisters also have wild and crazy hair after they sleep. Yeah. It's genetic. Yeah. Today we watched the movie Dark Light. Yeah, but we didn't watch the movie Dark Light, because that's from 2004. We watched oh. Dark Light from 2019. Okay, well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Mm-hmm. I have a number of strongly held opinions about this movie. I do too, but here's my thing. I don't think I have a lot to say. I think it's going to be short. And then we, there was the evil twin movie, Brightburn from 2019, that I think maybe we should just split this evenly down the middle and have some of each. Okay, well, that's not going to happen oh. because I didn't take notes on Brightburn because it's the Evil Twin movie. Yeah. So I will barely remember it, even though we I watched forgot. it yesterday. I forgot your notes rule. <laughs> it's not my notes rule. It's the fact that my brain is an actual sieve. Well, you should have taken notes. You told me not to. No, well, maybe I did. No, okay, so what I find most fascinating about the fact that I have strongly held opinions about this movie is that I don't think I'm going to have a strongly held opinion about how to rate this movie. Oh. But I have some particularly firmly held beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying that. What is what is something that well, you th are thinking about this movie? Well, first, what I'm thinking about is what the movie's about. So everybody's on the same page here. This is the story of a girl cried a river. <laughs> drowned the Did whole she drown world. the whole world? Yeah, it was really upsetting. She looks so sad in <laughs> photographs. Yeah. But her daughter. But I absolutely love her. <laughs> sure. Okay. She's fine. But her daughter <laughs> gets taken away by an alien, and then she gets arrested for her daughter being taken away by an alien. And she's like, but it was an alien. And okay, they're like, she no. Okay, to be fair, she gets arrested because her daughter is missing and she shot her husband with her shotgun. Yeah, but an alien took her And daughter. nobody knows the aliens exist. Yeah. And she has a history of mental illness. Oh, I guess. But aliens and shotguns and she breaks out of prison and goes to rescue her daughter. So that's what movie we watched. And you know what? What? That's what movie we watched. 
That is my most deeply held opinion about this, <laughs> is that really they intense. told us from the beginning what was going on in this movie, and that was what was going on through the entire movie. Okay, yes, the ghostly infestation of this house was so blunt, like, within, I mean, the movie starts in one time and then jumps back to when they first move into the house so forget the beginning and when they first move into the house they walk in the door and within two minutes the daughter sees a door open by itself and i think then shut again and we're like those doors what clearly that house was not like level in any way because every (laughs) single door in that house would open and close randomly so you don't think that was anything magical that well, was there were no stores stinking ghosts in the whole house well, it was just I the know. aliens well that is a good and point. how are the aliens making doors move they never across the that. room yeah no doors and uh, oh no the trunk didn't happen that was a dream one of the classic horror movie events dream sequence where scary stuff happens that's you know more paranormal than the movie itself it's like the what if series from marvel <laughs> Where that now that they have the infinite timeline, they're just going to be like, we can write whatever we want. And it's all true, but it didn't really happen. And those things are both true at the same time. Yeah. Dream um, sequences are not No, they're good. a cheat. They're a cheat. But here's the thing. So you mentioned where the movie started in the middle. Yeah. I think I actually wrote down, it's a bold choice to start bold telling your choice. story from the middle. That's tricky. It's also a bold choice to have a time jump like they did where it starts in the middle and then suddenly we've gone back in time to the beginning when they first moved into the house without telling anybody that you're having a time jump. And I don't mean that sarcastically. Like, you have to really have faith in your writing to trust that you can have a time jump like that and that you're going to give enough clues that whoever is reading or viewing your story will follow along. And we figured it out. We, we did. So, you know, at that point I was like, okay, okay, there's some interesting storytelling happening here. I'm on board with this. The, and I spent all, the entire movie coming up with different theories I about heard. what was actually going to happen. I heard there were three different theories. There actually were four different oh, theories. I only really, well, I guess I had a third, but I realistically only had two and... Yeah, it was the more disappointing of the two. And here's the thing. The movie wasn't any of my four theories because it was straight up the thing they told us it was from the beginning. And I assumed that that couldn't possibly be what was happening because that's the most boring kind of storytelling there is. Well, right. And they didn't hide it at all like these aliens apparently could make doors open and shut for no reason and you know we're like impossible to keep track of for some reason i think they could turn invisible at one point i was like oh the doors opening and closing are just them walking through the doors because they're invisible when they want to be but that doesn't seem to be true so i don't know that was just a thing. They just made doors open and close and lights flicker because yeah. they did. I mean, the energy element of them, I could see making the lights <sighs> oh, flicker. that but... was my least favorite thing. <sighs> yeah. Energy. Yeah. Every ghost movie has that same idea, but it starts with a little thing that, oh, did that happen? Did anything happen? I don't know. And then, oh, maybe this person knows about it, but no one else does, and they don't believe him. And then a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and then we start to figure out what's going on. None of that was in here. It was just immediately like, aliens jumping out at you. Yep. It was like, this is an alien story. 
And then it just stayed an alien story. Cornfield full of aliens. One of the notes that I said was that there are too many jump scares Mm -hmm. and not enough actual tension in this movie. Like, that's another massive cheat. Just like the dream sequence, it is a massive cheat to entirely rely on loud noises and Mm -hmm. unpredictable... Very loud noises. ...visual stimulation to cause your viewer to be anxious watching your movie. Yeah. And... You know, maybe had they not told us right up front exactly what was happening, we <laughs> might have had some actual tension around the plot of the story. Yeah. And I was going to be so annoyed no matter which of my first two theories it was because they were both so predictable and so like the uh-huh. first ideas. Yeah. And then there was a third one and I was like, oh, okay, maybe a better And then I had a fourth idea, and I was like, ooh, okay, now we're getting into legitimate plot writing. Like, this is something interesting. Let's get into And then we went right back to plot zero. Yeah, so I think we both agree that the first plot idea is that it's really aliens, and they took her kid, and she has to rescue him. No, that's plot zero to me. Okay, so that's not even That wasn't even one of my (laughs) things. I was just like, whatever, that's the thing they think it is, that's... Not even possibly one of the possibilities. <laughs> they would never go there. That's that's not storytelling. It's not. Okay. Okay. Well, my plot number two and your plot number one, then, I don't know, actually, but I, I think so, so what, what my plot number two plot? was, was that it wasn't really happening and that she was actually kidnapped, or I don't know if kidnapped or killed her daughter, and, you know, it was all in her head and all that stuff. Plot A for me, mom is crazy, killed her daughter to save her from hallucinations. Yeah. It was very clearly set up, which is why I was so annoyed. I'm like, look at them just like pelting us with breadcrumbs. Yeah. It's annoying. What was the next idea you had after that? This is the last one I'm counting, which was when she got to Walter Mitty's house and she was like... Walter Mitty. <laughs> That's what I call him. Okay. Yeah, well, but let me back up. There was a crazy guy on YouTube when she decided to look up this alien stuff for some reason. She found a crazy guy on YouTube who was like, lizard people are taking over the earth. And her immediate action was to write down the guy's phone number and make sure she w- was connecting with this guy. That was part of why I was like, mom is crazy. <laughs> Clearly. Killed her daughter from a hallucination. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's actually happened just like a few weeks ago in America. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. So oh, she goes yeah, to his house. Terrifying. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. She goes to his house and, you know, he kind of flips it around on her and kidnaps her, sticks her in her room and goes off to get the daughter. And I'm like, oh, so like he's really a serial killer who's got these kids trapped up because he has a wall of Mm -hmm. wanted posters. Mm -hmm. Not wanted, missing child posters. And, I mean, people want their children back. (laughs) So you can call them that. They are a form of wanted poster. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a a picture of a Twinkie is a wanted poster (laughs) for me. Yes. But, nonetheless, that was the uh, third possibility was that, you know, okay, it's this guy actually who's got this delusion going on and he's, you know, kidnapping kids and he's got them in a dungeon somewhere and he took her kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Again, if, not a good story. It was too... It was too predictable. Too predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so between those two, that was my theory C. Mm-hmm. Between those two, I have theory B, which was her ex-husband... Right. And the cop lady... 
were working together to make her seem crazy because she had a history of mental illness so that they could get custody of the daughter. That's pretty good. I think of my first two, that was the one I preferred. It's still like depressingly predictable and overdone, but more interesting than the mom is crazy because that is way overdone Mm -hmm. in movies and in real life. (laughs) Yes, people are crazy too much. Well, no, the idea that anytime a woman is upset about something, she's crazy. Steve McQueen shoves her face into his shoulder. Right, and says, stop crying. No, it's just, it's it's so, just the idea of the hysterical woman Mm -hmm. and that whole mental weakness, mental deficiency of the female half of the species is... Yeah. Wah, wah. Okay, so then I had the third theory. I I wrote, my, you said, she keeps getting locked up places. And I said, like her mom, and then went, oh, oh wait, this is in between. So the, the internet crazy person was my fourth theory. Okay. Okay, so my third theory was that she actually was crazy, that she was locked up in an asylum and she was hallucinating all of this not even not just the aliens but the fact that she was out in the world at all that her daughter was there all of this was it was you know that buffy episode yes i remember it which is a good explanation for her prison break which was ridiculous like absolutely they swerved to miss a cow and drove off the road and she was the only survivor see and that's the point where i was like oh okay so all the absolutely predictable nature of every Everything that's happened is going to be explained mm-hmm. by the fact that, you know, she's creating this out of, you know, fever dreams or whatever. Yeah, and she's not a good writer. Exactly. So that was my third theory. And then we got to the point where she was locked up in Walter Mitty's house, which apparently is her house because she said she wasn't trespassing when I she know. was there. Well, and they never showed like how she got there. Like she walks off screen and she walks into his house and it feels like. She's on the run from the cops. Shouldn't there be a whole sequence of trying to drive places and finding out where he lives and all that? And his house or office or whatever it was, was like a weird shape. It was almost like he was living in like a corn silo turned into a house. Maybe that could have been on on her property. But it wasn't because he said, how'd you find me? And she's like, I use the internet, which short circuits that whole segment of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. If it were me writing it, it would have been that he was living in a converted corn silo because (laughs) I like the idea of a converted corn silo as a house. And it would have been on her property. And she would have used the internet, but only in the sense that she watched his video and was like, hey, that's my house in the outside that window or whatever like there would have been some clue which is why and she's she, not trespassing and she would have been like uh, okay i'm gonna go check out the converted corn silo it explains why he's studying these aliens so much because this is the only place they live is in this cornfield yeah okay so anyway then we saw the crazy wall of missing children mm-hmm. posters and i was like oh okay so he's the one who's been kidnapping kids all this time yeah. not the aliens ever like and at no point, you'll notice that none of these theories involve actual aliens. Because if you tell me there are aliens in the first Minute? part of a movie, I'm going to assume you were lying to me because it's supposed to have some kind of tension. <laughs> There's supposed to be some surprises in a movie. Like literally anything. <laughs> but no, it was just doors opening and closing and yeah. lights flickering and flashlights shining in my eyes and the whole thing was annoying yeah that's a real positive view 
So this is my my real life connection to this is this thought I was having while watching the movie that, you know, aliens, they travel light years to get to us. They're like, finally, we've arrived at this planet full of other sentient life forms. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they don't meet up with us and communicate. It's that they go and wander around in a cornfield and like kidnap children. Like it's so penny ante nonsense. Like they traveled all this way. What a waste of time. Like at least blow up our cities. Okay. But what if you were part of an alien, you know, you were part of a race that left their home planet, traveled to another planet, so became an alien. That would make me an alien. Crash landed on this planet. yeah. And we're, you know, basically it's a bizarre planet. You don't know anything about it. And you're like just fighting for your life, right? Like, sure. you know, it sort of makes sense that they would be doing penny ante stuff because they're not there to conquer the planet anymore. I mean, even if they were to begin with, they are now there simply trying to survive. And... Like this, they've, you know, dug their little burrow in this one spot and they're like, okay, we're keeping ourselves alive. Yeah. Their only focus is we have to stay alive long enough for the mothership. Houston to send. <laughs> to notice there's a problem. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like alone for aliens. Exactly. Exactly. Wilderness survival. Exactly. And they're like, oh my gosh, there's an oxen out there. You know, they don't know. There's a child out there. Let me suck <laughs> right? their pure golden light. Right? We're going to get into that I'm going to go, I'm going to go crack that porcupine. I, my oh. brain was only giving me the word pine cone. And I'm like, that's not what that is. I'm going to go crack that porcupine over the head because porcupine's not doing anything to them, but yeah. they're in survival mode. Okay. Let's go back a minute though. Because we've been saying alien all this time. Right. But I really, like, were they aliens? They were not. Uh, well, if you trust... <laughs> Surprise! The, we've added some tension to our podcast. a twist. <laughs> if you believe the crazy guy on YouTube who has no possible reason to know anything about this, there's, there's no... There's no way he's never seen one. He couldn't know anything about this. He straight up admits when she shows up there, he's like, I, I thought they existed, but I didn't. I had no proof. And now I have to lock like, you up so I can go get some proof. Like she wouldn't have gone with him to help him defeat the aliens who stole her daughter. Like what well, was his reasoning no, there? No, he didn't want her to defeat them. He wanted to make sure they were still alive so he could. To what end? He was going to capture them and make videos and sell them on YouTube. Yeah, well, that worked out for him. Yeah, exactly. So so he has he has no credentials and no reason anyone should have believed him. But his theory was that these are creatures that millions of years ago or something we defeated them and they went underground and they've been living underground and evolving and so now they, they're back. So they were creatures from Earth. Yes, they're just another kind of person, which is a little weird. Yeah. Flashlight head people. Yeah. Their foreheads were like really big, like dome lights in a pickup truck. Yeah. Just like on their forehead. They didn't really have eyes, did they? Well, that was their eye. In fact, one of them was blinking it at one point. And I was like, would they blink? I mean, maybe they would, but. I mean, it looked like it was made of plastic. It didn't seem like it needed a lot of blinking. Well, it did. Blinking is something that we evolved for a reason. And maybe, you know, if they are a form of human. Oh, it's like vestigial blinking? Yeah, it's just blinking. I mean, maybe it's not vestigial. Maybe they also need to dampen their orbs. (laughs) 
So I'm infinitely more interested in the evolutionary theory of these monsters hmm. than I am in anything that happened in the movie. Yeah. I mean, okay, blinking is something they do. They look around with their eye, but they can turn it on Wait, and off as there, a light. Were there pupils? How do you know they look around? Well, it's their only eye. That's how they look. Did they look? Sure. I mean, I don't think they see the way we do. Because they would just well, like... I, they just Good theory, like, YouTube solely. <laughs> because they didn't like... Like, look, look. There was no pupil. There was no focusing of the How eye. No, they don't focus internally. Because it was, I don't know, because it was dumb and they just would, like, <laughs> stand there. It was like they could take in the whole room, which would make sense given the shape it's a of big their eye. eye. They got real so big So they eyes. just, like, absorb. It was like, like a camera, one of the cameras in, like, a ring doorbell. Oh. You know, like, it yeah. just can, like, take in. It doesn't have to look, look. It just yeah. sees. Sure. They had that big eye, and they could turn it on and off, brightness-wise, which it's like the flash on your phone. It's like, oh, it's too dark to see here. Let's light it up, was an option for them. That would be handy. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded evolving that skill. Okay, so, yeah, by the end of the movie, I had written the note, is it going to be that there isn't even the simple twist of A? It's just straight up what they told us it was from the start? So weird. I mean, they didn't... They didn't tell us from the start. Like, the first three or four minutes of the movie was like, oh, she's running around wanting with a shotgun in her house trying to protect her daughter or maybe murder her daughter. And, like, who knows what it is. And, and you know what? That was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. I was like, this is the way to start a movie. I am engaged in what's happening. The little blurb had already told me that she was suspected of murdering her daughter. So I was like, ooh. What's happening? Like, mm -hmm. it's going to be one way or the other, and I'm not going to know, and that's going to be fun. And then no, and it then wasn't fun at all. A couple minutes later, they were in a cornfield, and there were bright lights everywhere, and you're like, well, there's only one thing that makes bright lights in a cornfield, so. I mean, I did for a second sort of think that it was going to end up being like a bunch of rednecks with their redneck trucks. Yeah. Sometimes they do that. And it's always so fake when they do that, because it's like... You hear this, mwah, 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 and then <laughs> as soon as you can see the truck, it's like, hey there, you, <laughs> we're going to exactly beat you. exactly like a truck, <laughs> and it looks exactly like a truck. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I did say at one point, and this again was from early on in the movie, like very early on, and I liked it, They were there were these shots from in the cornfield, looking through the corn at this old farmhouse just hmm. in the center of the field all by itself, with the lights lit up, looking cozy, but suspiciously so inside. And, you know, it's dusk and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is legitimately one of the creepiest ideas. Like, like just... Yeah, somebody's out there watching. Yes! And I, perhaps because I grew up in the woods, and I grew up always surrounded and protected by tall trees. Like, I never had that vast skyness. Yeah. But the idea of living... In a house that is just surrounded by cornfields for as far as you can see does not appeal to me at all. I mean, woods are even better places to hide. I, But just, it's just animals. And if, <laughs> there are aliens, if there are aliens in the woods, the bears and the wolverines will eat them. I mean, like, there's meth heads in the woods. I mean, I guess there weren't when I lived in the woods. But there is something innately terrifying to me 
about the vastness of cornfields and how tall they get Mm -hmm. and how people legitimately get lost and die in cornfields sometimes. Hmm. I mean, generally, they're like really drunk or something, but (laughs) it happens. Like, you can't die because you wander around and you can't find your way out. Like, they're Hmm. huge fields and you can't see because corn is taller than humans often. Often, yeah. And maybe I'm making all of this up because I've watched too many horror movies that I mean, involve cornfields where people get lost and die. <laughs> You're YouTube solely, so it's perfectly uh, authoritative. <laughs> I did say it like I knew what I was talking about, and I have never actually lived in that type of area. So I'm just assuming. Well, people get killed by cows. People definitely that, get killed by cornfields. That's definitely true. On the subject of crazy crackpot theories, the other thing Walter Mitty had as a theory was that these aliens feed on energy, which first of all, isn't a thing. There's energy. And secondly... I mean, they're mostly light bulbs, so it sort of makes <laughs> oh, okay. sense. Okay, electricity makes <laughs> sense. It's like the Matrix, where they yeah. need people for their electricity. Yeah. They feed on energy, and children have the purest energy, so they really want kids. It's getting metaphysical. Like, what? what is energy? Why do kids have more of it? Is it, a, is it imagination? Are they sucking the imagination out of you? Uh, it was very is it, strange. Is it that the sheer exhaustion of living makes your your energy bitter? Makes it taste bad? It's like how my herb, my little herb basket that my mom yeah. gave me, there have been... Too many times throughout the summer that I have forgotten to water it before it started to wilt. And it's always come back when I watered it, but I tried some of the herbs and they're super bitter. And I think it's just them being like, yeah, screw you. We're not giving you tasty herbs. You have not treated us well. Well, life has beaten them down. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. You know, kids have that pure energy that tastes really good and you grow up Hmm. and all that energy just leaks out of you. I mean, there were kind of like pools of goo down in the basement with people yeah, in Yeah, there them. were. It big, was kind of matrixy. Which was weird because there was that, but then her daughter wasn't in one of those pools of goo. She was just laying on a slab. So was her hus- ex-husband. Well, he was laying next to a slab. <laughs> they kind of just tossed him aside. I don't yeah. know. But they hadn't put him in a... Like maybe yeah. there's some kind of aging process that has to happen before Ooh, yeah. you can. They're cask aged. Right, right. Tastier. They have to be cured mm-hmm. by the. Oh, that was pickle juice. Basement air. Yeah. The green stuff though was definitely pickle juice. Oh. So they pickled cured them first. and then brined. Yeah. So there's a process <laughs> to the whole thing, and the crazy guy didn't know. He knew none of that. He was wrong. And then one of the aliens goes to kill the sheriff. I say one of the aliens. I'm pretty sure there was only one, except for the others that were, like, watching. It was weird. They lived in the neighboring cornfield. Yeah, which is where Walter Mitty lives. But one of the aliens goes to kill the sheriff, and the way it kills her is, like, it touches her, and she starts jiggling. It was weird. Okay, so yeah. the alien at one point attacks with claws. Mm-hmm. At another point, attacks with a face blast from the light bulb. Mm-hmm. At another point, pseudo electrocutes. Yeah. And then at the end, when the ex husband, who was a total d bag <laughs> through the whole movie, yeah. finally redeemed himself a little bit by being like, 
tell my daughter I love her. And then chasing out, you know, running out to be the distraction straight up just launches at him and like full on starts eating his face. Yeah. He vampire bit him. I don't think these aliens like, well, I'm not going to blame the aliens. I don't think the writers. Don't blame the aliens. (laughs) I don't think the writers had any idea what they were doing with this character, with this alien character, because they had no like consistency to it at all. Yeah, I really noticed that. They were just kind of, but you know what? That's the survival mode that we were talking about. They're like, we'll do anything. We'll try anything we can. The writers were trying anything (laughs) they they could just to keep their story alive? In Hollywood. No, the aliens are like, oh, my flashlight's low on juice. I'm just going to slash this guy and apparently charge it up in his car while I'm driving away with him. (laughs) He just stuck his pinky in the... uh... In the cigarette lighter? Yes. I don't know. I, there's so much. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was it was chaotic and yet still mind-numbingly predictable. Yeah, I was really, I was really bored. Yeah. And I was like, what's happening? Why is, why is nothing happening? Even though stuff kept happening, it just didn't, wasn't interesting. And there were a number of just real world things where I was like, why? Are you just, this isn't how this would go. Like the daughter gets a nosebleed Mm -hmm. and apparently sits around with her nose bleeding long enough for it to dry on her face. Yeah. And And then all down her shirt. All down her shirt. And then, yeah, because it wasn't just like a little nosebleed. It was like a gushing nosebleed that, you know, covered half of her shirt. And apparently she just sat around while that dried and then showed up in front of her parents and was like, (laughs) and they freak out. And her dad grabs a dry paper towel to wipe dried blood off of his daughter's face. I'm like, yeah. none of that is realistic. Well, they did establish that the aliens like would make make her lose time and you know go one place to another. So oh. maybe she just sat there with her nose bleeding, and the alien was gonna suck on her energy, and then was like, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> you should go get your dad to wipe some of that off with a totally dry paper towel. Yeah, see, it was an alien's idea. He didn't know. <laughs> okay, so there was that. And then at one point when um, the woman has been arrested and accused of murdering her daughter and mm-hmm. shooting her husband and all that, and she's put in a van to be transported from the police station to prison or whatever. The prison van almost hits a cow. Yeah. And I, I sort of maybe it was an alien pretending to be a cow in the middle, like, <laughs> what did she, like, oh, like you know, looking like a cow to crash the van somehow. I don't even know because otherwise it was just a random cow sitting in the middle of the road having zero reaction to a van driving. That's true. Toward it, like it didn't turn, it didn't blink, it just stood there like a taxidermied cow. Oh, maybe that's what it was, though. But who put it in the middle of the road? It had wheels and it rolled out of a van. <laughs> this is the story. Uh, it's possible. It's it's possible. But anyway, the prison van narrowly avoids the taxidermied cow, flips over, the two official people conveniently die, and the two other prisoners conveniently die, and Annie Knox, or whatever her name is, gets out and runs away. And they don't go looking for the van until well <laughs> into the next day. Uh-huh. 
They have no knowledge that it went missing. They're just like, okay. And I'm just thinking about all the information that is used to track what I assume is used to track prison transport vehicles where they're like, here's where it's leaving from. Here's the time it's leaving. Uh, We have confirmed that they've left at this time. They're taking this route. They're going this fast. They're going to get to this place at this time. Like, they should have been out looking for that van in the middle of the night five minutes after it didn't show up. Yeah, probably. But no. They weren't. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning, the next morning, and they're eating donuts and drinking coffee, and one of them's like... It happens. What? <laughs> so annoying. Well, I mean, that's that explains why they didn't look for it. It's like, yeah, about 70% of prison transports run off the road from taxidermy <laughs> right. cows. So right. we just figured. We got to stop using this strip of road to transport <laughs> our prisoners. We watched this movie on Netflix and I was like, is this a Netflix original? Because it's got that feel. It, it definitely had that Netflix original, this movie was written by AI kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But it was not. It was, it was just not. a regular movie. It was not. Um, okay, so just one last thing that I want to say. Mm-hmm. So the ex-husband shows up. First time we meet him, he shows up. He's supposed to come visit his daughter over the weekend. He shows up early, unannounced. Mm-hmm. And she's annoyed that he has shown up early and unannounced. And he's like, well, I wanted to see how you were doing. And she goes, well, you could have called. And he's like, next time I will. Like, <laughs> so annoyed with her for being so unreasonable that yeah. she doesn't want someone just randomly showing up at her house unannounced in the middle of the week. Yeah. Like, his sense of entitlement was so visceral that I was like, oh, now I want to shoot him in the face with a shotgun. He just was so completely mind-boggled by the idea that he couldn't just do whatever he wanted. Yeah. He wasn't a great guy. No. Ratings. I think... Our appreciation for this movie is evident in the way that we've all both talked about it. And it bored me out of my mind in a weird way. Like, you know, Detention 2019 and Crying Wolf 3D were both just terrible. And I did tune out during part of Crying Wolf 3D. But even that movie kept me more engaged than this. Like, there was something to think about. Mm-hmm. Where this was just like, why are we doing this? This is... So pointless. But I mean, I don't want to say it was terrible. It was, but not on the not on every level, not like technically or anything. Like it was the acting was good, the the actual visuals and everything were good. Like it was mm-hmm. fine if you aren't concerned about being told a story. So that's not good enough for me. So I'm just gonna give this one two pickle juice tubs out of five. It's just not. Anything anyone needs to see. Okay. As we give this review, I am reminded of, I believe there were two times in the past where we panned movies. And then when we posted the review, we had the directors of those movies (laughs) give some kind of response. And they were both 
very appropriate. Yeah, like, they there were was, not mad at us. No. In fact, the one director was like, yeah, that one didn't work out the way I wanted it to. You should watch this other one. And, and that did, other one was and better. we loved it. I think we gave it a five. I think so. Like, it was definitely better. And the other one, I think, just did like a, you know facebook like yeah, or a like i'm glad hard you on twitter or something me out yeah but in both of those cases i was reminded like <laughs> i trashed all over this thing because i can you know i had just consumed it and was just giving my response to it and then like was very abruptly reminded that a human being had made this movie yeah i sort of have this same feeling about this about you think human life. beings made this movie? I mean, possibly, <laughs> but it's possible that it was written by some of those flashlight aliens. Yeah. And that might explain some things because maybe culturally how they tell stories is different. Yeah, which is fine. I'm not going to um, judge them. So I want to say I recognize that I could not have made this movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's far outside my skill set. And I don't think I could have written this story even. I want to acknowledge, as we occasionally do, that the process of going through, of writing an entire story from beginning to end, of turning that story into a screenplay, of, re you know, acting that screenplay out, of recording it and editing it and turning it into a movie, like, each of those things is a full step that I have never accomplished in my own life. So kudos. And and I'm giving this movie a two because it was so boring. And I think the writing could have been so much better. So I'm I'm on board with that, given that it's the same as my rating. So yeah, like like huzzah for the effort and for the the artistic endeavors of the world. But critically, I just like this one didn't work for me. So the Evil Twins movie for this movie was Brightburn. From 2019 also, same year, part of the evil twinitude of it. Yes. So what made you pick this one as the evil twin? Uh, well, I, I think we already discussed this, but I really wanted to do Dark Light, all one word, from 2004, which looked terrible and hilarious. Also featured people who with glows shooting out of their eyes so oh, yeah. would have been perfect absolutely perfect but there is no reasonable way to watch that movie mm -hmm. as far as i could find so we had to settle for a, an opposite twin brightburn instead of dark light yes and it's a movie that i have been wanting to see uh, i think it was on our wish list somewhere but it didn't it didn't make the 31 for this year the unique premise of this movie is, well, it's less unique now. The unique premise that this movie had when it was created was, what if Superman was evil? Which I know a lot of comics have done, but, you know, it's it's literally the plot of Superman. This kid crashes to Earth and parents are like, oh my gosh, we can't have kids and here's a free kid for us straight out of the sky. This can't go wrong. And right. they take him in, and he grows up to be a psychopath who kills everybody using right. incredible superpowers. Now, having seen The Boys, this was not an original idea. <laughs> and yeah, I'm wondering, because 2019, I feel like The Boys is several seasons in. It must have probably started in also 2019, which is interesting. Kind of the whole simultaneous development thing that always happens. Well, when did Batman versus Superman happen? 
Because I sort of feel like there was this evolution from we are watching superheroes, superheroes are great, they fight the bad guys, and then they got tired of fighting the bad guys and started fighting themselves. (laughs) And then they were like, oh, well, what if one of these superheroes was evil? And then we get the boys and Homelander, who was just terrifying. So Brightburn is the story of Homelander if... Yeah. Homelander had been much more of a sociopath when he was young. Yeah. I mean, I think the interesting twist is that Homelander was like raised very badly. Like he, he probably would have been fine, but like he was mistreated and, you know, treated like a science experiment kind of thing. Yeah. And so he went bad. Whereas this kid had people really love and care for him, and yet he went bad anyway because he's a psychopath. Well, because he was a cowbird. Yeah. Um, this is at least the third cowbird cowbird slash cuckoo slash, in this case, they said wasp mm-hmm. movie we've seen, which is the premise that uh, one species will put their child in a different species's nest and force them to raise that child for them and in the process usually the young ends up killing the young all the you know legitimate young of the parents that are raising it and probably destroying the parents and all that too yeah it's pretty awful yeah i feel like this movie had the exact same problem as real superman stories which is if your character is omnipotent there are no stakes to the story in this case, it's kind of flipped around, which is that there is no way to stop him, and he's just going to kill whoever he wants anytime he wants. And it's like, what? what's the point? There's no story yeah. there. Which is an interesting contrast to the other movie. Like, it's this wasn't even more appropriate evil twin, opposite evil twin, mm. because Brightburn has... A fairly predictable story, if you understand Superman lore, right? Yeah. Fairly predictable story. There's no stopping him. But there was an intense amount of tension throughout the whole movie. There was. Whereas the other one, I kept waiting for some wild, crazy storyline, but there was (laughs) zero tension. Yeah. So, an interesting contrast. So, how would you rate Brightburn, then? Well, on the one hand, I'm kind of bothered that it was this really small-scale kind of serial killer in a small town story when you know he's got these superpowers he could knock down entire buildings so that was kind of weird like he spent the whole movie trying to cover up his crimes when he didn't need to cover up his crimes he could do anything he wants so it's weird like that bothered me but at the same time that's what made it uh, you know like a horror movie and have tension and be Mm -hmm. interesting like if he was just on a rampage there'd be nothing to it it'd just be a godzilla movie so in my opinion, it deserves three and a half anatomy books out of five. Okay. I actually feel like how he behaved was very appropriate, given that he had been socially conditioned as a human child. Yeah, he was fighting between that. Yes, and I liked that. I felt like, you know, he could do anything he wants, and he's starting to realize he could do mm-hmm. anything he wants, and no one can stop him. But at the same time, he still is like, oh, but I'm not supposed to. And so he <laughs> had to, like, he had to get over that. He had to unlearn those things that well, his human parents did. had taught him. Yeah. 
so I liked that conflict in there too. I would give Brightburn four anatomy books out of five. I, I felt like it was enjoyable. I did I like did the too. tension. I liked the acting. I liked Elizabeth Banks and how she played his mother. I didn't totally agree with everything she did <laughs> as his mother. Yeah. But I'm not a mom, so I don't know how I would have felt if, you know, my long sought after, found in a field, <laughs> love of my life son turned into a psychotic well, murderer. It really calls to mind the movie we watched from 1956, The Bad Seed, which, you know, had yes. a little kid going on a just being bad. She was a bad seed. She was creepy. I mean, yeah, she was like murdering her classmates and stuff too. She was yeah, a she little was, bit. Yeah, she, she little, got what was coming to her though. She's doing a little bit of murdering. <laughs> but yes, very same vibe of like, my child can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. She was very obsessive about it. But between the two of them, I would recommend Brightburn over Darklight. Definitely. I mean, our numbers show that. Yes. I mean, I kind of, I recommend Brightburn. Mm -hmm. I recommend the boys more than Brightburn, but that's a different story. Yes. Also, more gore than I want to watch. Oh, in the boys, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's painfully upsetting. So upsetting. Oh, yeah. Straight up evil. Portrayed as he heroes. Like, that, oh. All right, that would be a whole nother review. What are we talking about tomorrow? Tomorrow's film is a little hit from 2018 entitled Await Further Instructions. Sounds interesting. Along... With its evil twin, which was a tricky one to find because obviously there's no other movie called Await Further Instructions. I came up with Await the Dawn from 2020. Just another thing you can await. There's multiple things. All right. All right. So so tomorrow there's lots of things to look forward to. It's a fraternal evil twin. <laughs> all right. I will catch you. I'm not saying it. Well, you're not going to catch me anywhere. All right. Well, I'll see you tomorrow then. I'll see you tomorrow also. I liked Elizabeth Banks and how he played her mother. Nope, that wasn't right. <laughs> Are you an alien? <laughs>